Hello, and welcome to the Date Night Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Russell. With me is my co-host, Ashley Russell. What up, yo? This is a show where each week, Ashley and I, we talk about a new movie that's playing in theaters, and then we break it down, whether we thought it was good or bad, and whether or not it would make for a good date movie. On this episode, we're talking about Yesterday. This is a new film from director... Are you, are you going to be singing Beatles <laughs> the whole time? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the IMDb plot summary for this movie reads, A struggling musician realizes he's the only person on Earth who can remember the Beatles after waking up in an alternate timeline where they never existed. This movie currently has a 60% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is just barely fresh, and it opened this past weekend to about $17 million, which is... Uh, Okay, <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not a breakout. That's not a breakout. But it could leg out. It did get an A minus cinema score. So off of what three people? It made it made seventeen million <laughs> at the box office. People who are seeing it are generally okay with it. But basically, this movie it centers on a guy named Jack Malik, who is played by Himesh Patel, and this guy he's a singer songwriter who is on the verge of giving up. He's playing around uh, kind of dive bars in England. His friend slash manager is Ellie, played by Lily James. And they've known each other since childhood. And she's she's also secretly in love with him. Yep. Not, not even really a secret. Pretty, pretty obvious. Yeah. One night, there's a global blackout. And as the blackout occurs, Jack is hit by a bus, <laughs> which puts him into a coma. He's unconscious. And During then, the 18-minute blackout, yeah. Is that how long the blackout was? That's how long it was. Okay, so yeah, he's he's out while uh, the, whole, the whole earth is uh, having a blackout. When he wakes up in the hospital, he soon realizes that nobody remembers the music of the Beatles. And the blackout seems to have created an alternate reality where Beatles and Coca-Cola and Harry Potter no longer exist. I can't. I can't. <laughs> it's not for you. This world is not for you. No. <laughs> so using his memory of the Beatles catalog, Jack reappropriates their music as his own, doing covers, essentially, but to everyone else, they're originals. And soon after, he's being courted uh, by Ed Sheeran. <laughs> And music executives and being declared the greatest songwriter of all time. That's that's kind of the thrust of this movie. Yes. So with that said, what did you think of yesterday? <laughs> oh my god. We we were excited for this. I was so excited to go had see a, this movie. I'm a big Beatles fan. I had a good trailer. I I mean the trailer was great, but hell no. <laughs> so like this movie is I mean the lead actor was just so not Himesh, Himesh Patel he couldn't carry the film as a lead I mean his voice was good and all that good voice but oh my god like he couldn't I, I don't know he's just he's not that charismatic person that can just like carry a movie all by himself. This movie was really him. A lot of him. All by himself. Whole whole lot of him. Yeah. And, and he's brand new to his first movie. It's a, it's a cute concept, but they don't explain the 18 minute blackout. It never goes back to the Beatles, like people knowing who the Beatles are. So I thought it was going to go back to like like he was just in a coma the whole time, but no, it wasn't. I mean, but aren't you glad it wasn't like oh it was all just a dream? Yeah, I mean, wouldn't that I have been that the would worst be, that would be a cop possible out. Yeah. ending? I mean, it would be a cop out. 
I, I just couldn't picture not living in a world with all of my favorite things. You know, you got the Beatles, you got Coca-Cola Classic, and, and you got Harry Potter. Like literally, literally all your favorite things. Like, oh my god! Like, I I just couldn't imagine <laughs> living in a world that you know they don't exist. We can't drink Coke and watch Harry Potter while listening to, <laughs> listening the, Beatles, to the Beatles. You know, like let's go. <laughs> so the lead was a, a problem for you. Yeah, I mean, his singing was okay, too. I mean, it, it, his singing didn't blow me out of the water. Right. Um, but Lily James can sing. I don't understand why they didn't, they didn't utilize her at all. Does she sing at all in this? No. No. No, she's just kind of pining for him the whole movie? I know, and that's another thing. Come on, ladies. Like, what is up with us pining for men in all these movies? That's, that's all this girl was on the screen for was, oh, my God, is it going to love me? She played the same role in Baby Driver, just yeah. wait, waiting for Baby to take her away. I mean, come on. Like I like Lily James. We, She's playing some flat characters, uh, we'll say. Some some characters who don't have any well, personality my, traits. My, my thing is that this is to the writers, and I know these writers can write something that is... Richard Curtis, he wrote better. Bridget Jones. Yeah. You know, again, Love Actually. Notting there, there Hill. Be a little bit better dynamic for for Lily James to play, but no, like what this movie is really about. It's about a guy eventually getting up the courage to tell a girl that he loves her. Yes, that's all this movie really is. All the Beatles stuff, you know, like the alternate dimension fantasy bullshit. <laughs> it's just kind of window dressing for this love story. Yes, and so the movie it leans heavily on. Our investment in their, their relationship. relationship. Yeah. Exactly. And I just didn't buy the relationship. There was no chemistry there. <sighs> it just didn't work for me. It kind it, of stops the movie cold. Yeah. I would say. Like, it, dead it, cold. If there was better chemistry there, maybe if there was, I don't know. Um, Once he gets famous, I mean, there's a lot of problems here. Once he actually gets famous, she's just kind of still stuck in England, just kind of pining for him. She should have gone with him. Yeah. They, and, they should have been in a she, relationship. She expected him to stop. There's a big dramatic scene where it's like, are you going to you know, stay here with me? Or are you going to go and be famous? <laughs> it's like, oh, I guess I'm going to go and be famous. It's really stupid. They should have been in a relationship at the start of the film. Yeah. And this movie should have been about what you know his success does to their relationship, relationship yeah. and that I, that journey that would have been much 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 better there must have been some reason why yeah. they didn't go that route it's unfortunate it really <laughs> it's unfortunate they, they went this yeah. route because she she doesn't work as a character and yeah like you said the whole movie kind of rests on him and he's got a good voice and i, I don't know he's got I, some he's good a, facial expressions I, he just doesn't have a, the leading man quality he, he always has that like the, the stupid look on his face <laughs> I don't know. He looks bewildered most yeah, of the movie. Yeah, I'll tell yeah, you. Yeah, the bewilderedness of his face. Like, huh? I have I have some problems. Huh? Like, once he kind of decides, like, okay, I'm going to adopt the Beatles music as my own, the first thing he does is go back to these dive bars and plays them to, like, a crowd of, like, six people. Yeah. We live in the, the age of, like, YouTube, and the internet. Media, yeah. What the hell is he doing? Yeah. Like, go to YouTube. You record yourself playing. You put it on YouTube. Bam. It's not until, like, two-thirds into the movie where, like, he gets, like, some viral traction. Why wasn't that the start? <laughs> like, why is he still playing dive bars? It makes no sense. Um. <laughs> no, 100%. I 100% agree. 
And I just, I feel like it's just, it's, it's uh, like such an unrealistic movie. Um, well, it's a fantasy. I think the, the probably the best comparison uh, to what this movie aspires to is something like Groundhog Day. That was a comic fantasy. Where it had that romantic element to it. Yeah. But there, I mean, you're invested in Bill Murray's character. His yeah. character has a full arc in that. And yeah. Bill Murray's given one of his best performances. His performance is what makes that movie kind of a joy to, to go back to. This movie, it, it's... Will not be that joy. This movie's really leaning into the Beatles music. Yeah. <laughs> and not just our familiarity and knowledge of their music, but our adoration of the Beatles. And this movie stops itself multiple times all throughout to just kind of reiterate, these are the greatest songs in the history of time. Yeah. This is the greatest songwriting in in the history of the world. <laughs> Which I agree 100% with. I mean, some people do, some people don't. Some people just want to maybe hear the music. Let the music, just let him play the music. Honestly, when he was playing the music... And just hearing yesterday again and yeah. some of the music, it really did kind of rekindle like th- they have some amazing fucking yeah. songs. Um, it didn't really go into what happened and why the Beatles, why didn't it happen? Or just what happened to the band in general? Like, why did they, what happened? Like, what did they split up? I mean, was there, I, I mean, I don't know. They addressed that a little bit towards the end, which is kind of in spoilers. The movie has kind of like a half-assed commitment to its own premise. Yeah. But on the same token, all this movie is, is its premise. And they didn't (laughs) explain the 18-minute blackout. It's just, hey, there's a blackout. Well, it seemed like in the moments leading up to it, he's complaining about, like, I'm never going to make it. And, you know, the universe, it's just, it's not going to, like, throw me a bone or something like that. He's complaining about, like, you know, his, uh, his fate in the world. So it's almost, it seems like it's almost Because he's a like, horrible songwriter with a song like Dinosaur. <laughs> well, yeah. And the, and opening, the summer song. And the opening scenes, he's not, yeah, he's not really crushing it. <laughs> but yeah, the, it seems like the blackout is in a response to him wanting a break in the world. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's really all I can take away from that. One other thing that really, really bothered me about this movie and just made it increasingly uninteresting to watch, once he becomes famous, his star begins to rise... We meet uh, Kate McKinnon's character. She plays oh a, my God, an agent. People, stop hiring her. Kate McKinnon is not a good actress. Stop, stop, stop. You don't like her in Ghostbusters? I mean, she's too over the top. Like, well, she's, uh, she, was, she was too... Uh, the, her character, she did too much in that character. Her character at one point is like, I'm offering you the chalice of fame and fortune <laughs> like it's, it's like she's the devil on his shoulder pretty much right it really is yeah I couldn't make that any more obvious but what really irked me in like the the later half of the film is that he has no agency over what's happening to him everyone takes control over his image over the lyrics of the music and even you know in that scene where we're talking about she's she's like you know do you want to drink from this chalice and he's like, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? What does this guy want? I know. What is? Well, who is this guy? What does he want? We never, we never really get insight into his character. I don't know if maybe there was more on the page. And after they cast Himesh Patel, they were like, we need to strip this down. Yeah. Because he can only do so much. <laughs> I don't know if that was the case, but there is nothing here for any actor to dig into other than the songs. This guy, he likes the Beatles, and he can he can cover their music. That's there you go. That's the guy. Yeah. That's the, that's the and, hero. Well, and, and on top of that, he lets them change 
Hey, Jude. The that, hey, dude. Like, come on. Put like, your foot down. Put your foot down. Exactly. Like, he, he was just like, uh-huh. He really was. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, I guess, like, whatever happens, happens. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Without getting exposed, the way the whole, I guess, internal... Even at the end, like, when... The way uh, his internal drama yeah. resolves itself, it's, it resolves itself in the most boring way possible. So boring. This movie was way too long. I mean, it's, a, it's nearly a full two hours. I mean, yeah, if you had kept this, I mean, look, Groundhog Day is like 100 minutes. If you had kept this like 90 or something. It would have been probably a lot better. But Honestly, I was enjoying it for like 20 or 30 minutes because, uh, I mean, I thought there were some good laughs. I thought it was pretty well directed. I mean, Danny Boyle is a good director. <laughs> Once he starts playing the Beatles music, it just kind of falls apart. It becomes less interesting as it goes. Yeah. When it was kind of setting up its scenario, I was enjoying it. Yeah. Let's uh, let's take a break, and uh, when we come back, we'll get into spoilers for okay. yesterday. All right, we're back, and we're going to get into spoilers for yesterday. I mean, there's not there's not a whole lot to spoil here. I mean, he gets the girl. I mean, I got to tell you, after he goes off, she gets with another guy. Yeah. And this guy. I mean, dude. The, the way he just gives her away at the I end. Know. It's kind of like. Like, are you kidding yeah. me? He's like, I knew I was always second. Like, well, uh, I guess this is what the movie requires. So like, okay. there you go. <laughs> like, it is it is pathetic. It is so pathetic. You know, he does his album debut on a rooftop in <sighs> England, kind of mimicking the Beatles doing their concert on a rooftop. Does he name the album the White Album? Is that the the name they go with, or do they change it? No, it was like the only man or one man. The one uh, one man only. I'm yeah, only... <laughs> one man only or something like that. And on the back, yeah, it's like all music and lyrics <laughs> by Jack Malik <Malick> yeah. only. <laughs> yeah. Dumb. And and so like and then but there was uh, you know a couple people that actually remembered the Beatles back when and I guess these two people maybe they they had their own concussion. Or, or whatever during the well, blackout. No, they, I think they probably heard, you know, when the Beatles. The I see. This is what I don't understand. So the Beatles were a band, but they but something happened where the the the, the, mu- the music didn't go very far. So I think only people that lived in that area and saw them play when they first started. I think that was that. You think so? Yeah. The way they're introduced, honestly, it seems like they're going to become stalker fans well not no for me it seemed like oh my god they're going to spoil it they're going to tell the world tell the world that he didn't do it i mean like he didn't write the music that yeah that was a a, a possibility and that's what he's afraid of too but the way they reveal that first guy just kind of isolated like searching for him online and then following him around i'm like okay he's gonna like pull a gun on him yeah like John Lennon. Yeah. It's like it's going to mirror that. Oh, yeah. I thought that's what was going to happen. That would have been interesting. Because the Beatles music inspired that kind of fanaticism. Yeah. I thought that's where it was going. I'm like, this is kind of weird. Uh, I mean, like, tonally, I don't know if that's going to work, but it was compelling. But no, that's not where it goes. They're just fans. They're, they're super fans. Yeah, they they're just fans. just were really happy to hear the music again. And they have a ye- yellow submarine that they give Malik, which I mean, which was cool. But like, it was just, oh. Uh. And you love the Beatles. And clearly, Richard Curtis loves the Beatles as much as you do. And as much as I guess everyone else does. Because then like, Love Actually, do you remember the scene? Kira Knightley's wedding. Yeah. Where like they're ser- she's serenaded. Yeah. All you need <laughs> is love. 
clearly Richard Curtis believes in the power of the Beatles yeah. music <laughs> to a, a hardcore degree. All you need is love. I love Across the Universe. Sure. And a lot of people don't like Across the Universe. I, I would. Pref- I, I don't know. I'm not crazy about that one either. I mean, Across the Universe is my jam. Right. Um. <laughs> well, see, I don't understand. They didn't go into why the Beatles broke up, what happened. Like, I just, I don't understand. Maybe it, they just didn't make it and, you know, they kind of split up and then went their own separate ways. Um, but we catch up with actually John Lennon at the end. He, because he wasn't in the Beatles and because he didn't have all that, he ended up not getting shot and living until 70 something on the beach. I mean, pretty nice house. Yeah. Where he's staying at. And like Jack Malik is like, I feel so bad. Did you have a good life? I mean, it looks like he's living just fine. I know. Like on the beach by himself. I mean, that would have been like perfect house for you. There's <laughs> <laughs> no one around. And our Dougies. But they, yeah, they have a little dialogue scene. It speculates as to what John Lennon would have done if he wasn't famous. Yeah. And I guess for hardcore Beatles fans, this is going to be a fun scene to yeah. watch play out. So, is there, I guess, is there anything else to talk about uh, with this movie? I mean, obviously, so at the end, so the big spoiler is that he, he ends up at the concert, at Ed Sheeran concert. He ends up basically saying he didn't write the songs, that he's in love with the girl, and that he's going to give all the songs away for free. This is at least like the... Boom. Th- the th- I just said it. And that was pretty much the the enthusiasm <laughs> of how he said it on stage as well. This is the third movie, at least, we've seen this year where like a character gives a dramatic like change of heart speech in front of like a, a, like a packed audience. He he kind of puts the camera on Lily James's character, tells her that he loves her. I would have been pissed if you did that to me. She doesn't even seem like she knows what's going on. No. <laughs> like she seems clueless. I would have been so mad if you did that to me. But that's yeah, that that's his big move at the end. I'm going to just kind of donate all these songs for free. And hey, this is the girl I love. And they get together and we get a little, I guess, epilogue at the end where they're They have kids, parents. blah, blah, blah. Yeah, very happy ending. And he ends up being a teacher, a music teacher. Is that what he's doing? Yeah, for little kids. And he gets his applause and from the kids. So he gets validated, I guess, as a... As long as he gets validation. As a musician. Um, yeah, so I would give this a D. <laughs> um, it's not a good day night movie. It put me in like a bad mood. It did. Oh my God. You were so in a bad mood once we got out. There's just something really empty and hollow about this two hour experience where I really, I felt like I just wasted my time and wasted your time. And yeah, I was just like, I was just angry at the, the emptiness. I think it took you a good like 30 minutes to calm down when we were walking through Target. Getting our dog food. I just, I had to kind of just like shake. <laughs> I had to shake the movie uh, like off. Uh, uh, it was, it was just a, yeah, just like, like an empty experience watching it. Like just very hollow. There's nothing to this movie except its concept. Yeah. And it's uh, just kind of, for me, it was, yeah, just kind of like a frustrating and depressing watch. It could have been so much better. The trailer made it so much better. Well, that's what trailers do. I mean, yeah, the trailer. I'm just like, I'm just like deflated. It was deflated. Let's talk about one little bright spot, which is Ed Sheeran. I thought Ed Sheeran gave the best performance in this movie. <laughs> and he Ed was... Sheeran's not a fucking actor. 
And he's basically doing an extended cameo, and he's stealing the whole movie. He is stealing the whole movie. He's doing good character work here. Like, when he realizes how great, quote-unquote, how great a songwriter Jack Malik is, I mean, he has a moment where he feels pretty humbled. Yeah. And he he, he plays it pretty well. He's He's definitely got some of the best moments. Yeah, more more roles for Ed Sheeran, you know. I second that, but Ed Sheeran actually made a cameo on uh, Bridget Jones, right? Game of Thrones. I remember. Yeah, I remember yeah. people freaking out yeah. about that. I guess he's a fan. Yeah, he seems to have a sense of humor about himself. He seems like a good sport, and clearly he's got some talent. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, mean, you know, some talent. He's phenomenal. <laughs> like, what are you talking I, about? I'm under, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm underselling that. Yeah, you, you really just... are. It's like, holy crap! Like Ed Sheeran is is amazing. I don't like. I don't have like his catalog, you know, like downloaded, you know, like listen to it on a regular basis. But yeah, he's he's got some good songs. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, I'm not. You know, like it's like with the Beatles. Like I don't listen. To, I'm more of a Rolling Stones guy, but I acknowledge like the Beatles' brilliance. Yeah. For sure. I mean, the Beatles probably were inspirations. To the Rolling Stones. Sure. I, I think vice versa. I mean, they're coming up uh, around the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Let's wrap it up. <laughs> this movie doesn't deserve more of our time. <laughs> See, already, you, you gave your, your grade. It's a D. I, you know, I'll give it a C minus. You know, it's something original. So um, there's that. This is the worst movie Danny Boyle's made. I know. He's, I know. I mean, Slumdog Million, 127 hours, train spotting. This guy. I mean, this is a high level filmmaker, and this is this is his worst movie by by quite a margin. Let's just, All you need is love for another movie. Let's just put a put a fork in it. Yeah. All right. That's yesterday, directed by Danny Boyle. You can find more episodes at anchor.fm slash movie date night, as well as on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We're on Twitter at DN Movie Podcast, and you can also email us at date night movie podcast at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Patrick. I'm Ashley. Thanks for listening. Bye.